Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, hello, beautiful people. I am so excited because we are talking about the five things you must know to be in the permanent makeup industry. So let me just back up and say, first of all, how this started. So first of all, I get emails from various permanent makeup industry things. And so I got an email that said, build a lucrative career in permanent cosmetics. And I do think that, of course, you can build a lucrative career. I just kind of paused. And I don't want to say I like rolled my eyes at the email, but I definitely was like, oh, not this again. Like there's always these big promises of fame or fortune or something like that. And actually a colleague of mine was saying that there's basically this whole thing of like, you'll become rich and they're like luring women with these promises of driving Bentleys. And I think there's like this whole thing, because we, especially when you see the price of what we can charge for services, it's this idea that you're just going to be this millionaire overnight. <laughs> Right. And so anybody that's in the industry knows that that is not the case. And then I saw a post from Jennifer Williams, who is an Elevate student. And she was saying, what are the things you wish you would have known before entering this career? And, and it was like, it was all coming together. Like this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And then with that email and seeing that post, I was like, yeah, let's talk about the things that people really don't talk about, right? Because we always hear about all of the, what seems like the glamorous, the glamorous, glamorous stuff. And really there is a big reality to how the, permanent makeup industry works and what you need to know. So I wanted to just talk about some of the things that you need to know. I'm going to put it down to the five. There's also this thing where in the industry, we see these masters or they are grand master artists, royal artists, like they have these big titles and therefore you feel like, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to go train from this person. And usually that person, most of the time they do have some skills or else they wouldn't be able to keep training, but they're the ones that are actually making all of the riches because these classes, they're making so much money on these two-day classes, and then the students and the women are left kind of like wondering, okay, now what? You know, how do I get started? And it's so much more than they ever imagined, right? So that's what we really want to talk about. So I want to also give the disclaimer that I too say that I have built my permanent makeup business, which is a six-figure business, working only three days a week. And I say that not to say that it was glamorous. Listen, I was not sitting back on the other days drinking my ties. <laughs> 
Okay, no way. The reason that I was only working three days a week, real talk, is because I had twin babies. Like I had two twin girls and they were babies and toddlers. So it wasn't that I um, was just only like, oh, well, I only work three days a week. No, that's all I had. So I had to make it work. Okay, to be a full time mom. And then when I went in on the days that I went in on a, a Tuesday, a Friday, and a Saturday, I had to bust it. Like I had to jam those clients in and on their nap time. It wasn't like I was just like curled up in a warm blanket. No, I was like on the computer trying to do my marketing or sending out mailers, old school, like pounding the pavement on the times that I wasn't being mommy. So I think that's really important to know that yes, you can build a very successful business, but that's not usually how it starts because it is a business right? So we're going to talk about, again, these things. And I feel like, again, at the beginning, you do things out of necessity. You have to have a realistic mindset of what is needed to build your permanent makeup business, okay? Or really, even if it's not permanent makeup, to really build any business, how to build a beauty business, what is needed. So I pulled some of these, not only from my mind, but also the comments from Jennifer Williams' post. So I pulled some of these from the comments and I pulled the ones that got the most hearts or you know reactions because people were like, yes, amen, girlfriend, on that one. So so the number one thing that you should know about the permanent makeup industry is that it takes a lot of money to get started. Now, that is true with really any business. And I feel that the permanent makeup industry, if anything, it is a lower barrier to entry in terms of cash flow. So for example, my brother-in-law, he's an ophthalmologist. So not only did he have to go through medical school, super expensive, like we complain about a two-day microblading class that's like anywhere from three to 6,000. I mean, we're talking, I don't know how much that is, like 30,000 a semester or more for schooling, right? And it's years. So not only is there such a low entry point in terms of money for training, but also like to just rent a booth or have a little shop, especially with these like solo studios and these, you know, studios where you can really rent a little room they're not that expensive. Like my brother-in-law, again, he had to build out a whole facility. He has to be taken seriously as an eye doctor. He needs to have like a certain, so many, he has to have so much square footage. He needs to have eyeglasses. He has all that inventory. Like there's so much more. If you were going to start a restaurant or any other career, there's a big investment. Like it's a minimal capital of at least $200,000. You need in loans, investments. And I really feel like like the permanent makeup business compared to a lot of businesses is not that high. But you do need to know that it's not what these schools are promising. It's not going to be overnight success and you do need to have some money on hand. So the money invested, here's what a lot of people were saying, be prepared to truly invest 10 grand or plus, right? So $10,000 plus, be prepared to invest in that, to have a solid foundation. And I think it's probably even more than that to go into business. And people would say, I can't emphasize this enough, right? And then people were saying things that were like, make sure you have enough money to carry your business for four months. So do you have enough cash in the bank, money on reserve to carry your business? And somebody said, I think Donna Turner said four months. I would say probably more like six months 
right? You need to have enough to cover your supplies, your rent. What if something happens? God forbid you get hurt and you can't work, right? Do you have enough money in the bank to cover you for that time? Okay. So really being realistic on how much money it takes and how much money you're going to invest. Okay. So we're promised these big riches that are right around the corner. No, there's going to be some money that you need to invest and you need to actually kind of squirrel away. Yes. The cost of your continuing education is huge, right? And that's the thing. This is not just a one and done course, which what really, whatever is one and done, like you're always learning. That's just part of being human, but definitely with the beauty industry and definitely with permanent makeup, there is always more to learn. So number one was make sure that you are prepared to have money stored up for your business, right? As well as you have money so I think these are two different kind of cash piles, if you will, money to actually invest in your business. And that's not just investing in training. That's also investing in advertising, right? Because one of the ones that we're going to get to later on is this idea of if you build it, they will come. Unfortunately, I love Kevin Costner, but this is not Field of Dreams, <laughs> Okay. So it's not that if you build it, they will come. You have to advertise. Okay. So number one is make sure you have enough money. Number two, all right. The big thing that people don't need to know is that's a huge investment of time. So that was kind of what I was just saying a minute ago. Time and training, time that this is an art and a science and that you will always be learning. So the comments were things like, this is an art. You have two day or even a four or five day training is not enough. You have to keep practicing. You have to practice on latex. You have to practice on, I know it sounds crazy to practice on people, but when you are in school, one of the things that you want to look for with your school is a place where you can actually get lots of hands-on practice. So if they have where you can practice on a model, that one-to-one -one where that teacher is actually looking over your shoulder and can actually correct your hand movement and the angle and things like that, super, super important. And I know it sounds crazy. I don't want you to practice on people like the general public. I want you to practice in school. Okay. The people that are models for the school, they kind of know what you're signing up for, right? If you've ever been a model for a hair salon, for the cosmetology school, you know you're getting that at a price break because someone is practicing on your head. Okay. So let's just be real. They know when they're coming in to be a model for permanent makeup that there's a learning curve there. So those are the ones to practice on. And sad to say, I also practiced on a lot of family and friends. Thankfully, I was able to correct my own work and they've forgiven me. <laughs> So I know people think, well, I don't want to mess up my family and friends. Well, listen, if you can't practice on them, the people that will forgive you, who can you practice on, right? Yes. Apprenticeship is a must. So if you can find somebody that you can, you might have to, and this goes back to principle number one, you might have to pay them to look over your shoulder or shadow them for the day, watch you. That is something that you need to do. But even having all of that, know that it takes time. You can be the most talented, like you could be art prodigy from the age of two, right? You could just be that miracle baby that had the golden touch and was always drawing, always like really a good eye for symmetry, all of that stuff. 
But now you're adding in all of these other factors, right? You're adding in that it's needle selection and color theory, color theory in the skin, which is totally different than color theory just in an art class, right? Because we have skin undertones. Now you're adding in that you need to understand needles and needles are like your paintbrush and those work differently. Now you're adding in the fact that how the human is going to react. Like if they're moving all over the place or complaining or their eye is watering a lot while you're trying to do an eyeliner, but also how the skin is going to react. Is there going to be any edema, which is swelling, erythema, which is redness? Is there going to be any reaction from the skin, which can happen? Is the skin going to be resistant? Is the skin oily? Like your canvas cannot be controlled as it can with like a painting. So that's the thing. So you could be a great artist, but there are all of these other parts that are out of your control, right? So people think, oh, but I have an art background. I can draw eyebrows in my sleep. Well, clap it up for you. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm serious. I'm like, that is awesome. I wish I was one of those people. Like I wasn't, I had to practice, practice, practice. But I think understanding that practicing on paper and latex is very different than practicing on real people. So it does take time. And listen, at least that we have the internet now. I mean, back in the day, I'm going to be like, back in the wild, wild west when I was starting, because I've been in this game for like over a decade now, there wasn't much of the internet sharing that happens now. In fact, there wasn't any of that. You would go to the conferences and people didn't want to share their secrets. It was very old school. Like I learned this the hard way. You go, you do your time, right? (laughs) You know, there was this, this idea of you have to earn your place, like your ranking and nobody was just freely giving the information away like they are now. Okay. So thank goodness we have that. So number one was you need to know that you're going to need a big chunk of change. I think there were some quotes of saying $10,000 or more to invest. Number two is that this takes time. Everyone said that one course is not enough and that you're never going to stop learning, right? This is going to be something, this is going to be hopefully a lifelong practice that you keep learning. And I love when someone said, I think it was Carol Dezane said, know what you can and can't do and learn to say no. So at the beginning, right, you have to know one, what is out of your scope of practice, meaning that's actually what you're licensed for or what your state will allow you to do. I see a lot of permanent makeup professionals that are jumping on these new trends because they want to get money in. So they're doing tooth gems or teeth whitening or all of these extra services. I don't know, hopefully you do, if that falls into your scope of practice, if it's covered by your license and it's okay with your state, city, county, all of those things. So make sure you do your research on that. But right, you just need to know what you need to say no to and what you can and can't do, right? So important. So that's number two is know that this does take time. You can be the best artist in the world. It just takes time to get the word out for people to know. So number one is it's a big financial investment. Number two is it's a big time investment. Okay, number three is mental strength. Okay, 
So mental strength, first of all, starting a business, and I've said this a million times, it's hard, right? I mean, there are so many decisions you have to make on a daily basis. Are you doing the right thing? What is going to be the best for your business? Should you do A or should you do B? What marketing tactics? What's the best use of your time? What's the best use of your money? Just all of these things, policies, all of these decisions you have to make. So all of those decisions, so that can be so taxing mentally as it is. I know sometimes just me running two businesses where I just don't even want to think about what to make for dinner. <laughs> like I'll say to my husband, like, I just can't even think, like, I don't know. Can somebody make the decision for me? And he'll just say, okay, I'll go pick up pizza. And I'm like, hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Cause I can't decide right now what to make. So there's so many decisions alone for starting a business, but the mental strength and what I'm really thinking here and what I saw a lot of people saying is to manage clients expectations. Okay. And let's just be honest. People are crazy, y'all. Some clients, you don't realize how many crazy people there are until you work in the beauty industry. <laughs> and I say that with love to all of my crazy clients. And I have my own crazy. Listen, I have my own special type of crazy. We all have our own crazy, right? But it takes so much mental strength to deal with all of these unexpected situations. And I'm going to read you what people wrote. So you have to deal with whether they have old permanent makeup that they didn't tell you about that you know might be misplaced and miscolored and no one told you that that's going to take extra time to correct and whatever that is. You have to deal with cancellations. You have to deal with no-shows, which would be true with any business, but definitely I feel like in the beauty business, a little more, right? You know, people really tend to keep their doctor appointments, but they're like the beauty appointments are like, eh, I'll reschedule, right? It's not as in demand. So I feel like we deal with it more. Cancellations, no-shows, people not wanting to pay. And let me just say as a side note, because the whole issue of paying is such a sensitive topic. And when people don't want to pay or people aren't coming in, we start to doubt ourselves. We start to wonder, are we charging too much? Maybe I should lower my price. Prices. This is where we get into all of these little stories that are in our heads when it comes to prices. And now what I want to tell you is if you charge $9 or $997, there will be somebody that says it's too much and somebody will say you are undercharging. Okay. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter if you charge nine or $997, there will be somebody that says it's too much. Guaranteed. I've literally had somebody, I charged $9 for a marketing mini course that is a special that I run from time to time. It's normally $87 or something like that. And someone actually emailed me and said, I didn't learn as much as I thought I was going to learn or something like that. And they wanted a refund. I was like, I mean, how can you run a business if you're worried about $9? Anyways, I won't go down that rabbit hole. But just know that no matter what, people are going to think it's too much. And then some people will also do the opposite and say, oh, she only charges $9. She must not be good. Or you only charge $997. I think the person that charges $2,000 is really better, right? Yes. So just know that no matter what you're charging, there are going to be people that don't want to pay for your services. So this is where the mental strength really comes in, kind of. I don't 
only knowing your worth, but knowing what the market will pay to kind of different things and knowing where you stand and you know how far out you're booked, right? This is the thing. Like when it comes to charging, it, it's a slippery slope, right? You need to know. I always say also, if people like our beauty professionals brag and say, I'm booked six months in advance, girlfriend, that's not good. I know you're thinking that's good because that feels like security. But if that's the case, you need to be raising your prices, right? You need to be making more per hour instead of burning yourself out. Out. Because I don't know about you, but I think people are going to start to drop off. Imagine if I wanted a haircut and I call a hair salon and they say, I can see you in three months. I'm going to be like, no, I need somebody that can see me at least in a month. I can't wait. So six months being booked six months out or even three months out, I think you need to raise your prices. So that's a whole different subject. But yes. So number three is knowing that it takes a lot of mental strength, a lot of mental strength, ladies. Not only are you dealing with the people not wanting to pay. What about this one? <laughs> I don't know if this happens in any other industry but ours, when they bring their whole family to get multiple opinions, right? I'm like, this is not a party here. I'm trying to do my work. And they've got their six girlfriends or all the family members, like this is some episode of Say Yes to the Dress, okay? This is not Say Yes to the Brows. I don't need Mama Mary Lou's opinion on my drawing and how it looks on your face that is going to go, she feels differently from you than this person. I mean, it's crazy. They bring all their family, right? Or they bring, and I get it because I have also been, I'm a mom, so I get it, but they bring the kids and the toddlers trying to, they're thinking they are going to have this procedure with the toddler in the room. No, that can't happen. It can't happen with a crying baby. Like they don't take it seriously. Clients, unfortunately, do not respect the business. And so I think that mentally, even if you have it written in your policies, we still have to deal with these situations that I don't believe a lot of businesses have to deal with. So the mental strength is number three, the mental strength of just knowing that it's so much more than customer support. It's so much more, okay, dealing with people is so much more. We'll just keep it to that. Okay. Number four is you don't know what you don't know. And that actually can be true with any industry, but I really find it with this industry because it seems so straightforward. It feels like you would just be, let's just take eyebrows because that's our most popular service. It feels like you're just doing eyebrows and that's it, right? But you don't know that when you are starting a business that one, you need to research your teacher and your school and your trainer and do a lot of due diligence to find the right person. Like, you know, that person, like we said earlier, that person might have that exciting title of master artist, or they might have that great following, that huge social media following because their work is pristine, but that doesn't mean that they know how to teach. Okay. Some people just know how to do, and I'm not trying to spill the tea on anybody. It's no shade. I'm just saying that some people just know how to do, and they don't really know how to convey what they do and give you the little tips and tricks and make sure that you are actually doing it right. So this is where you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what to look for in terms of the right teacher and the right person to apprentice. So you don't know what you don't know. This has to do with the training, the research. There was a really good quote. Valerie Weber said, understand that your location, your zoning, your licensing, your tax liabilities before you sign the lease. So again, that's one of those things like you don't know what you don't 
don't know. She said some cities are nightmares to work in, right? And that's one of those things like you really don't, the unexpected, right? So understand that your location, all of the zoning, the licensing, the liabilities that you have to have set up. So again, there's a lot that you don't know. So the more research you can do, don't just take it at face value. The more research you can do, the better. Number five is that this is a business. I know, shocking, but no, seriously, this is a business and all business needs sales and marketing. If you don't have sales and marketing, you just have an expensive hobby. And ouch, I know that might sound a little cruel, but it's true. This goes back to point number one and two, that you need to invest the time and money to make it work. But you have to be proactive with your business, right? And you have to be proactively marketing consistently. And so part of understanding that this is a business is knowing that there are so many components to it, right? It's not just the fact that you need to take good pictures and have good lighting and have like a crash course in photography, right? You also need to learn social media. And if you don't want, if you're rebelling against social media, then you need to learn other ways to get your name out. Maybe you go to local events, right? And you market around town. I'm a big fan of referring partners of leveraging other authorities audiences right leveraging their respect in the community and their recommendations and getting in front of their audiences so just knowing that there's gonna be a little hustle this is a business it's not a hobby and that it's important to understand that it takes time like we said before you're not gonna make much money but you need to keep at it in terms of marketing. You need to know what to do to get out there and be proactive. So those, you need to have good visibility and you need to do it consistently. So just doing a one post during the holidays about we now offer gift certificates, that's not enough. That's not going to cut it. Back in the day, that might have worked. But now we have so much in terms of digital distractions that that's not enough. So I think, I mean, there are so many things that we can talk about. We can talk about clients and realistic expectations. We can talk about all the pitfalls, all of the learning. Of course, you need to have insurance. Of course, walk yourself through what to do if someone comes back and they are angry about it and they threaten a lawsuit, right? You need to have a plan in place. First, I'm going to contact my insurance. Then I'm going to make sure everything is documented. Then I'm going to whatever it is. Like you need to kind of mentally walk through some of those what ifs. What if you do it right then and she's upset? And what if you have somebody that won't leave? And what if you have somebody that doesn't pay? For me, I was fortunate to get started with the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals at the very beginning. So I would go to those conferences and I would learn from others as much as I could. I was just a sponge. I just wanted to take it all in. And I did hear a story one time of, I think it was Debbie Guastella was telling a story about how she did someone's eyebrows. And then the lady, when it was time to pay, the lady left and didn't pay. And Debbie Guastella was like, she didn't have any way to get that payment. Of course, I think she turned it into the police or something like that. But it made me realize, so learning from others, I realized, wow, I don't want that to ever happen to me. And so what I started doing is I started taking the payment at the beginning. 
Uh, so, and there's lots of things that you pay before you ever get it, right? That's how Amazon works. You pay before you get it. So yeah, it's scary. After you've done the work, you don't have any recourse. So I now say, we're going to do your pictures, your payment, and your procedure. So just like that, and that helps me remember to one, take the before pictures to get their payment. And then I'll have them sign the receipt after so that they can put in a tip if they'd like. And, and then we do the procedure. And so I've had times where people, they go to pay and, oh, they couldn't find their credit card or, oh, their credit card is declined. Now, I'm not saying they planned it because I like to see the good in all people, but it is interesting because when I tell them, oh, well, then we can't do your service, they magically find another credit card in their other back pocket. <laughs> True story. That's happened a few times. So yes, right? So, you know, these are just things that we learn over time, right? That's not something that you would think of because we want to see the good in everybody and we think, oh, how could I ask them to pay before the procedure? Because you pay for a lot of things before you get it, right? There are a lot of things that we pay for before we actually have the service. It's that sometimes we think of like the hairstylist or massage and they pay after, or I just feel like with ours, I just feel like get the money up front. So you'll figure out what works for you. I'm just going to do a recap really quick and then I'm going to tell you the special announcement. So knowing that number one, that it's going to take at least you should have planned for $10,000. I think that was what people were saying or think of it as four months in advance. Those are different ways of looking at it, but definitely have enough cash on hand. Okay. So that's number one. Number two was actually knowing that this takes time. It's not only going to take time to build a business, but it takes time to continue to learn, right? You're going to continue to build your skills and you're going to continue to market before people find out about you. And it just takes time. Number three, was that it takes a lot of mental strength. And here's where you need a little bit of self-awareness because this is not for everybody, okay? If you are the type of person that likes to go to work and you have somebody kind of tells you what to do, you have the answers, you clock in and you clock out and you go home and you have your life, that's great. This is not the business for you because this requires time when you don't think so, when, you know, in your afternoon or in your evening, when everybody's gone home, you're still working on your marketing, or you might be returning a client's message that is freaking out about their eyebrows and it's after hours or on a Sunday. I know you need to have boundaries, but let's just be real that this sometimes happens. It's just different. You don't have somebody telling you what to do. You don't have all the answers. You have to figure it out yourself. And so that's why I say it takes a lot of mental strength. Number four, you don't know what you don't know. So research as much as possible with everything. That would be researching before you get started with your training, researching before you sign a lease, and researching even as you continue to go to advanced trainings where you're going to spend your money. And then number five, this is a business, not a hobby. So you have to act accordingly. You have to like we said, invest time and money to do marketing in your business and really look at it seriously. If you don't have the money, you have to use your time, right? You have to get scrappy. You have to get resourceful, right? I'm all about getting resourceful. You all have to get resourceful and figure out a way to make it work, but you can't just lay down and play dead and expect it all to come together. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, so those are the top five things. And oh my gosh, hearing this list is making me realize we are superheroes. It is totally different than other businesses. And the way I started this, I think what 
is kind of unfortunate is that there are certain trainers and especially like, I mean, I don't want to bash the two day microblading courses, but just this idea of in two days, then you'll have a business and you'll be making riches. That is my issue. And these promises, it's not very realistic. And so we don't really realize everything that there is to know about the business. So let me just also say, as we already know, but just as a reminder, if you're kind of feeling down, which can happen during the holidays, that we're changing lives, right? We are really making a difference in people's quality of life, their time that they get back in their day, and just confidence and the ripple effect that that has. Okay, superheroes. I love it. So good. So put on that cape and go see those clients. Okay. So now I have a special announcement to tell you guys about. It is the holidays and that is the the Beauty Marketing Content Club opens. Now it's been open before, but we haven't had the doors open in, I think it's been at least three months. So if you're wondering, what is the Beauty Marketing Content Club? So we just said that you need sales and marketing is the life force, the blood of your business. And this is why I created the Beauty Marketing Content Club to give you each month done for you social media post. So you get 12, sometimes more, usually more, but we're going to say at least 12 done for you, fill in the blank. They're kind of Mad Lib style engagement captions for you to post on social media. So if you ever go to social media and you're staring like, oh, what do I post today? And you can't think, right? You don't have that mental bandwidth to keep going. It's done for you. And again, they are engagement posts because sometimes we get into like the robot where we're just like, I'm going to sell my business instead of really bringing the personal part into the social media, the social part. And so, so you get the captions done for you. And again, they are captions that are written for engagement as well as connection. Okay. So you get that each month. Then you also get about eight, sometimes more beauty graphics that are also done for you so that you just kind of want to post a beauty graphic to save yourself some time. You have some eye-catching beauty graphics and you can also go in and customize them. So if you want to upload the beauty graphic into Canva and put your logo on it, you absolutely can do that. And so you get eight of those. So that right there is 20 done for you posts. So if you're posting five times a week and you're taking the weekends off, your social media is done for you. Your whole month of social media is done for you. But if you want to add in some before and after pictures, feel free. Okay. So that's a way to do it. So then we also have a content planner. We have a holiday tracker. So you know all the different holidays. So you can schedule your promotions in advance. So you know what to talk about on social media. And then one of my favorite things is that we have what I call the success path or the resource library. So you have all of these training to help build your business. So last month we did a training on Instagram tips and tricks to build your business. No, wait, sorry. That was the month before. Last month we did, oh, this month, the month of November, we did Facebook advertising. And I went and showed some of the behind the scenes of Facebook advertising. This month coming up in December, we're talking about building your team and starting to outsource like maybe a virtual assistant. Yeah, lots of tips and tricks, right? You get so many goodies. There's resources for making your website stand out. There's resources for having a photography brand 
branding session, as well as a whole guide that you can print out, a PDF guide to print out. So it's all in the membership areas. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering, it only costs $37 a month. Yes. $37 a month. Guys, for a little over a dollar a day, your whole social media calendar is done for you. You just have to customize and plug and play. Like seriously, what a time saver. Even if it just saved you one hour, which trust me, it would take you way more than one hour to create all of that stuff because it takes me way more than one hour to create it. Even if it just saved you one hour, I think that one hour is worth $37 for your business. Then what we do is we have support calls. So we have on usually the first or second Monday of the month, we have an implementation call. So you can actually get it done and I walk you through the post. And so a lot of people just do it right then. We do it on a Monday, which is when a lot of people are off. So you get the Monday. Then and the next Monday, we'll do a training. And then usually after that, we do a Q&A. So if you have any marketing questions, if you're stuck with Facebook advertising or something like that, so you have me in there so you can ask questions and get the coaching and support as well. So now let me tell you just quickly about the bonuses. So it will walk you through all of what you get, all of the support calls and things like that each month. It is a membership, so you pay each month. You can cancel any time. So if you decide you do it for a month and it wasn't your bag, then you can just cancel it, right? And then you get these bonuses. So you get the testimonial template, which is valued at $27 alone. So if you are like not sure what to say to clients or how to get clients to give testimonials, you get a whole template right there to get more social proof for your business. So that alone kind of pays for it. You get an additional 25 social media graphics and those are sold on my website for $25. So you get all of that included. And then you also get the money flow mindset challenge, which is valued at $97. So those are the three bonuses that I've had in the past. And as long as you remember, you can access that stuff at any time. You can go back and rewatch it. You know, if the marketing really confuses you, like the Facebook ads, you can go back and rewind the video and rewatch it over and over again. So, all right, that's it. Thank you guys so much for being with me today. I know this went a little bit long talking about the beauty marketing club. I put the link and I just want to tell you guys, I'm super thankful for you because I couldn't do what I do if it wasn't for you. So I just want to tell you, I'm thankful for you. Much love. All right. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the beauty marketing simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.